Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Gospel of John, John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of your word. Thank you for the wisdom, the counsel, the strength, the encouragement that we receive from your word as we daily open your word and spend time one-on-one with you. Father, we thank you for the wonderful and the powerful lessons in this beautiful story of you interacting with your earthly mom, Mary. And thank you, Lord, for the insight that you taught us, even in that short, little, powerful story. Thank you for the many insights you teach us through everything in your powerful and blessed word. Father, more and more, thank you for the opportunity for us to just give you thanks and praise for the gift of our mothers this week. And thank you for every mother listening. And thank you for the unique ministry of moms in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, anoint every mother listening and anoint all of our moms with a fresh anointing more and more. Use their ministry to bless and encourage people pointing them to Christ and encourage them with your love in the ways you desire to do so. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we do thank you for the moms listening today, and we pray that uh, you would help them not to become weary in well-doing. We thank you for the way that they uh, sacrifice their lives, their time, their energies for, uh, for the children, for their spouses, and for so many others. What a great example of, of servanthood uh, are our moms. We thank you for... Uh, your precious son, Jesus, who was nailed to a cross, nailed to a cross, hung and died there for us. Thank you, Jesus. Your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Let me remind all of our listeners on an ongoing basis, uh, when we uh, share articles, sometimes on the broadcast, we encourage you to email us to get them again. Uh, One of our goals, of course, as we mentioned on a number of occasions, is for you to get them, to use them both for your own walk with, with God, but also for to, to use it as a tool for discipling your family. But also we're encouraging you to 
forward them to family, friends, co-workers, fellow church members, saved and unsaved individuals, because, you know, by way of the Internet, it's a way to do wonderful ministry. So please do remember, you can email us for any of the articles that we share anytime. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And we did have a number of requests for the articles that dealt with Mother's Day that we shared on yesterday. But again, that's what they're for. So just email us, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you. We're very honored to have as our phone, well, as our guest today, phone guest or however you want to call it, but Peter Rosenberg. He's the host of one of the great programs here on American Family Radio. So lots of you will know his voice and be familiar with him, but he hosts the program Hope for the Caregiver. Peter, how are you today? Oh, I'm just lovely. I, I'm not used to the barnyard animals though, when I do the program, and uh, I don't know what kind of what's going on in the studio over there. But uh, okay, it, you... I, I live way out in the country where we have lots of animals. Okay, so, but but I didn't bring them into into the studio with me today. There's horses and elk and everything else where I live. Okay, okay. Well, ho- hopefully our our, our in studio animals will be right at home then, uh, in view of the fact that you're in a cabin today. So, but I Peter, have a cabin in Montana. All right. Well, would you take a moment now? Again, lots of our listeners may be very familiar with your voice and your broadcast, but then there are some who may not have caught it and would like to learn about it. So, would you tell them about your yourself and tell them about the work and the ministry of the broadcast that you host, Hope for the Caregiver? My wife had a horrible car accident 40 years ago this year, and I didn't know her at the time. I met her a couple of years later. She recovered and went to school, resumed her college career. I had just transferred into that college there in Nashville, and friends said, you need to meet this girl, and uh, she's come back. She's had a pretty bad wreck, uh, but she's an extraordinary individual. You need to see her, and so I met her, and just an ex- exceptionally beautiful woman, I saw that she limped a little bit uh, from the injury she had had. I didn't understand the nature of what it was like to be in a relationship with someone that was hurt. And then I heard her sing. And after that, I was it was over. And I knew that I was going to care for this woman for the rest of her life and quite possibly mine. I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I launched myself in the journey of being a caregiver. Uh, she had had about 20, 21 surgeries time I met her still still had both of her legs was walking around and and she was young and 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 had a lot of energy and we built our life together but then the surgeries kept mounting we had two children we had a, but she lost one leg after each child mm-hmm. and now the surgeries have ramped up to this point here we are now so many years later she's facing her 86th surgery um, she's had four in the just the last year a uh, year and a half. And all these years later, all as a result of this, just orthopedic trauma and ancillary things. And I've been her sole caregiver for our entire marriage, which is uh, getting ready to hit our 37th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Along the way, I realized that I wasn't up to the task. <laughs> I never was up to the task, but it took me a long time to realize that. And I went through many uh, travails. I, I've i had ample time to fail at pretty much everything you can do as a caregiver and and as a human being. And I decided some years ago, a friend of mine said, you know, you, you ought to start talking to your fellow caregivers. And I there's a long story that goes in my book 
uh, my new book that just came out, and I finally told this this particular story. It's called A Minute for Caregivers, and they're just little one-minute things. But at the beginning of it, I'm trying to check myself into a, a mental institution in Nashville. They wouldn't take me, Joseph. They gave me a tuna sandwich instead. Uh, that's a true story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, they, they said, we can't keep you here. You're not crazy. I said, well, can I get that in writing? Because there's some people that like to see that. And they said, no, you're not crazy, but you burn out. And I mm-hmm. was burned out. And I didn't understand um, the reality of what had happened to me. And as I was leaving, she said, um, the, the counselor I was talking to there said, I'd recommend a book for you to read, but you're the guy to write it. Mm. And and then she said, we've got box lunches we've been giving out. We've, we've, we've only got one left. It's tuna fish. Do you want it? And Joseph, <laughs> I've never turned down a tuna fish sandwich in my life. And, um, and that record remains intact. Mm-hmm. And so I sat out there in the car in front of a mental hospital with a tuna sandwich and some chips and a Coke and a, mm-hmm. and a, a cookie. And I thought about, what she said, I'd recommend a book for you to read, but you're the guy to write it. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, what would I say to caregivers? Mm-hmm. And then I started saying, what would I say to myself? Mm-hmm. And then this friend of mine said, you need a show. As I started thinking on this, and I was like, well, who's going to want to listen to a show for caregivers? Well, here we are. I've been on the air now for almost a dozen years, and four of those years, five of those years, have been on American Family Radio. And the show continues to grow. We've got over 700, I think, or close to 700 episodes in our podcast. And the show continues to grow because the needs of family caregivers are enormous. There are more than 65 million of them here in this country alone. Mm-hmm. And we're, we, we are a struggling group of individuals who are doing the impossible well, um, with limited resources. Yes, sir. Peter, I want to ask if you'll take a moment now specifically to pray for listeners because they're some who are listening who are obviously are caregivers themselves, but then there are others who are listening who are thinking, well, I'm not a caregiver, so I maybe can just tune out today. Well, the reality is all of us in one form or another are spiritual caregivers in a world full of broken people. And so would you pray for every listener to have ears to hear whatever the Lord would say to them through the broadcast today? I I will indeed. We if you love somebody, you're going to be a caregiver. If you live long enough, you're going to need one. We all got a stake in this, and we're called, and Jesus said very specific, sick, naked, hungry, thirsty, prison, stranger. That's what he's looking for out of his people to go and minister to these people. And so, Father God, we come to you today, and I thank you for this opportunity just to spend time with Pastor Parker and with Rick and this entire network family. And we would ask that Those listening, Father, now who may never have heard, never even thought anybody knew what they were doing, will hear the piercing of your word into their life in their isolation as they care for somebody. Maybe it's somebody with an alcoholic in their life. Maybe it's somebody with an addiction or mental illness, a child with special needs, somebody who's had a stroke, somebody who's had trauma, Alzheimer's. There's so many different afflictions, Father, in this broken, messed up, sin-filled world. And into that, Father, we are called to go and minister the same way that you came and ministered to us. And may you be glorified in all of this discussion, and may folks that are listening be encouraged and their ears tuned to hear that you see them in their distress. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Peter. Uh, you know, Peter, something I think about, too, is, uh, you know, uh, we're coming up to Mother's Day in just a few days, and you know, in the truest sense of the word, 
mothers obviously are are caregivers in some major ways. And uh, I want to ask if you'll take a moment to pray for mothers in the midst of the broadcast as well. Whatever's on your heart to pray for mothers. A lot of mothers are caring for their aging parents while taking care of their families. And the burden falls on so many of these. And so, Father God, we lift up these moms who are standing in the gap. They're trying to care for their families. They're trying to care for their aging parents and honor them. They may have family members that are not helping the way they would like, and they feel the burden is all on them. And we would ask right now in this moment that their hearts hear your word piercing into that, into, the, again, their distress. We honor them. We thank you for the life that they live, and we honor the institution of motherhood, Father, that you so blessed by having your own mother. And we are so grateful that we can take a time in this country and around the world to honor mothers. And uh, we would ask, Father, for godly mothers to rise up, praying mothers, mothers who intercede for their children and their spouses and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Peter. Well, again, Peter, we're grateful to have you on the broadcast today. And you said you've de- you've been doing the broadcast, Hope for the Caregiver, you said right about 12 years now. I have, and then uh, I came on to the American Family Radio Network um, in July. It'll be my fifth year anniversary in July. Mm. And Jim Stanley was so gracious to bring me into the fold. He said... <laughs> And I love this quote from Jim. He said, this is either going to make me look like a genius or it's going to be an abject failure to bring you <laughs> onto this network. <laughs> We're going to go down in a blaze of glory. But uh, so far, they, they've they've kept me on, and, and the program has, has gained some traction, and uh, people seem to respond to it. And it's a real pleasure to be able to talk to my fellow caregivers in this audience, and it's a pleasure to be able to talk to your listeners today as well, Joseph. All right. Well, we're going to pick up on the other side. Be right back. We're again grateful to have as our guest today, Peter Rosenberg. He's the host of Hope for the Caregiver. We'll be right back.
the music of Covenant Church with My Heart Cries. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Reading from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When do we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when do we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them and then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Lord, thank you for the fact that you've called every believer in all of the world into full-time ministry. You've called us to be your ambassadors in a world that desperately needs to see and experience your love, your grace, your mercy, your compassion, your goodness. Father, thank you for the privilege we have every day of our lives to be ambassadors of, of that nature. Lord, anoint us and stir us afresh by the power of your Spirit to be bright, shining witnesses wherever we go. Help us to know, Lord, that every day is a day to be a vessel of ministry, to be your hands and feet in a world that needs to hear the gospel, a world that needs to hear your word, a world that needs to hear your truth, a world that needs to be touched by your hand of love and compassion. Lord, teach us to live a lifestyle of full-time ministry where we minister everywhere we go, that we share your love, your grace, and your peace, knowing that, again, it's the message that everyone needs to hear all over the world. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Peter Rosenberg. He's the host of one of the programs here on American Family Radio, Hope for the Kever Caregiver, that happens on Saturday mornings. Uh, Peter, share with our listeners once once again, if they want to hear Hope for the Caregiver, when they can hear it. Well, we do every Saturday morning at 8, 8 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, and then we have a rebroadcast, I believe, on Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, the podcast is available on demand from uh, AFR's app and their uh, website, and uh, and then my podcast as well, hopeforthecaregiver.com. 
And so there, there's tons of stuff out there for the family caregiver. People don't know what to say to caregivers, Joseph. They don't know how to uh, respond. They'll say, well, you know, take care of yourself or let us know if there's something we can do or we'll pray for you. And in the meantime, the caregivers are dejected. They feel cut off. They feel isolated. They feel resentful. They feel fearful. They fear feel obligated. They feel guilty. All of the above. And we have a responsibility from that passage you just read to speak into that kind of thing with the hope of the gospel. Comfort one another with the same comfort that we ourselves have received from the God of all comfort. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul says in Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think of this too, this passage and also the passage in uh, Luke chapter 10, which t- um, the parable, the well-known parable we know is the parable of the Good Samaritan. The reality is we live in a world full of people who've been uh, beat up, robbed, and left on the side of the road for dead. And the reality is there, there are too many people that will say they love Jesus, but they fall in the category of the priest and the Levite who pass by on the other side. What a need there is for us to be people who have a lifestyle and have a heart and eyes to see the needs around us and to be willing to be like the Samaritan who Jesus said. He told us to go and do like him. He's the one that stops takes the time to love and care for him and help him to begin to get back on the road of recovery. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity again to represent you. Help us to recognize, Lord, that we, the church, when we're really representing your heart, are to live lives full of compassion, full of concern, full of people who make time, not necessarily have the time, but will make the time to reach out to those that are hurting. Help us to know, Lord, that to follow you faithfully means to live a life of sacrificially following you. But we know that you're more than worth it. We thank and praise you for the fact that you are a great example. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Peter, would you like to share? I wanted to ask if you'll share the titles of some of your books and maybe just a little bit about the mission behind the books because there may be listeners who really would be blessed and ministered to mightily by each or all of those. Well, the the title of my book that really launched everything stemmed from that conversation I had with that counselor at a mental health hospital is Hope for the Caregiver. And that's the name of the program. That's the name of everything that I do is Hope for the Caregiver. And I, I don't really talk about caregiving, the task of it. I can't tell somebody how to take care of their loved one anymore than they can tell me how to take care of Gracie. But what I do is talk about the train wreck that's in a caregiver's heart and the, the, the angst that we carry. I also wrote a book called Seven Caregiver Landmines. It's a small little book. It's just things that you might want to watch out for. I'm, I'm not a there, there kind of guy. I'm a don't go down there kind of guy because I've been down there. That's a bad place. Don't go down there. Mm-hmm. And that's the, kind of, that's the way I approach everything I do with caregivers. I, I'm a crossing guard. Uh, I stop traffic and help them get to safety. And safety is not me. Safety is Christ. Safety is not my wisdom. Safety is Christ's wisdom. And all I do is just help them cross the street and get to a place of safety. And uh, I wrote Gracie's book with her. It's called Gracie, Standing with Hope. It's a powerful book um, of her journey, of what happened to her and and to us. And then my newest book will come out uh, at the end of May, and it is called A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like Monday. And it's just they're literally one minute chapters. You could, I timed them. You can read them in one minute. Cause I know my fellow caregivers, we don't have time to read all these kinds of um, textbooks and everything else and academic books. 
we're we're too busy doing this. This is something you can pick up, put down. You can start at the back. You can start at the front, start in the middle. doesn't matter. You open up to any page, and you're going to find something that's going to help you as a caregiver right that moment, not mm-hmm. six months from now, right now. Would you uh, would you take a moment now to pray, whatever's on your heart, to pray for caregivers that might be listening right now? Well, I know there are caregivers listening because I know how many there are in this audience uh, and, and, and the, for the whole network that, that are listening all the time because they're, they're doing the work. Mm-hmm. And Father God, I know these people are weary and I know they're tired and I know they feel lonely and they they struggle to trust you in these things. Some are dealing with very, very horrific circumstances and they've got a, a loved one that is cursing at them while they're changing adult diapers They've got a child with special needs that acts out. They've got an addict or an alcoholic that is stealing and robbing and abusing and all kinds of things. And they are struggling, Father, to see your provision in this. May this day, may this moment, may this right now, this program, be a lifeline for them to be able to see you in this, trust you, understand your heart, recognize that you are with them. You have not abandoned them by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, you're already there waiting for them in it. And may they may they have that conviction today to catch their breath and put their scared hand into your scarred hand. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Peter, would you tell our listeners how, if they're wanting to get any one of the titles of the books you mentioned, how they can do that? Well, <laughs> excuse me. It's uh, spring came late to Montana, so the sage is blooming. So I'm sorry if I'm coughing a little bit here, but um, you can get them wherever books are sold. Certainly in all the dot coms, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. And the newest book won't be available. You can pre-order it right now on the dot coms, but it won't be in bookstores until after Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Okay, all righty. Well, um, now you mentioned one of the titles was, if I understand, if I heard it correctly. Seven Caregiver Landmines, is that correct? Seven Caregiver Landmines, would, uh, and would, how you could avoid them. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, could you share a little bit from that, because that would both give listeners a better, uh, somewhat of an idea of what you're dealing with there, but also some of the challenges your average caregiver is going to deal with. Well, isolation is one of the biggest ones. And we, caregivers can feel isolated in a crowded room, and we can feel isolated in a crowded pew. So you look around at your church. Next time you're in church, even here on this Mother's Day, you look around and you see the people around you and you're going to see caregivers. You may not know they're caregivers, but they are. And I think one of the loneliest times I've ever had in my life was on Easter Sunday at this big church in Nashville we went to. And there must have been a thousand people there, full orchestra, a 70-member choir, massive pipe organ everybody's dressed in their easter finery and my kids happen to be away with with schooling and um my wife was really 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 sick and we were unclear on what was going to happen and i slipped out we just lived two miles down from the church i slipped out to go just to easter service and i sat there while everybody's singing you know christ the lord has risen today everybody's got victory in jesus And I felt so lonely and so cut off. And I thought, I look back at that, I thought, how many others have felt this way in church? And I said, this is going to stop. 
we're going to reach these people. We're going to go to them where they are and speak to them in a way they can understand, in a language that makes sense. I speak fluent caregiver. I have lived in this world for so long, and I understand it, and I want to address those needs so that isolation is not a factor. That's why I'm so grateful for this network, because it allows me to penetrate into that isolation. You never know who's listening. I got listeners in prison. I got listeners in hospitals, in long-term care facilities. I got listeners, all kinds of different scenarios, finally hearing somebody speak to them in a way they understand. Isolation is one of the, the, the biggest landmines for caregivers. Another one is fear. Mm-hmm. And we live with an enormous amount of fear. God, the most uh, often repeated commandment in scriptures is fear not. Don't be afraid because God knows that we are absolutely scared out of our minds. And he is constantly assuring us. That's what I love that hymn, Blessed Assurance. I have to go to the caregiver keyboard on that one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I do this on my program all the time, Joseph, but... What did we just say there? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of blood. Born of his spirit, washed in his. And then what is the chorus there, Joseph? You're going to sing it with me? This is my story. <laughs> this I'll, I'll is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. And so when we we understand what these hymns mean, when we understand the text of this, when it just invades our, our souls, we can lift our voices and praise even in the midst of all these things. No matter what's going on around us. One of the one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen in my life was when Gracie came out of her second amputation and she'd already given up her right leg in 91 and now she's given up her left leg in 95 and they're wheeling her out of the recovery they're going to take her to the uh, ICU area I'm watching her come out she's laying on the table on the gurney now one leg is healed up but it's still gone the the, the, the residual limb is healed up on her right leg she's got a bloody bandage and tubes and everything on the left leg where they've just amputated that one. And she's got her hands lifted to heaven and she's singing the doxology. Mm. Powerful. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. What does she know that you and I need to know? Mm. Praise God. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. How about that? All right. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today, Peter Rosenberg, the host of Hope for the Caregiver. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Peter Rosenberg. He's the host of Hope for the Caregiver, a broadcast that takes place early Saturday mornings here on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, Peter, please finish. You were you were sharing the thought you were sharing before uh, we interrupted you there with the break. No, it's it's okay, Joseph. I really do appreciate you letting me be here. You know, I think about that moment with Gracie, just her hands lifted to heaven, singing, praise God from whom all blessings flow after becoming a double amputee. And I think about Paul and Silas in prison around midnight, singing hymns after being beaten. What did they know? I think about Betsy Ten Boone telling her sister Corey that we should be thankful for the fleas while they were in the Holocaust camp. What do these people know about Jesus that the rest of us need to know in order to endure, to persevere, to be firm, to stand and and trust God in the midst of horrific things? This is where we are for so many of us in this world, in our culture. Uh, we, we I look at my fellow caregivers who are taking care of horrific things. I had a lady that called into the show, one of the the most poignant calls I've ever received while doing this program was a lady that called in and her mother had dementia. Okay. That's the on-ramp to a conversation mm-hmm. um, about caregiving. Her brother was an addict. Okay. That's, that's another part of caregivers lives out there. There are a lot of people taking care of uh, or being in a relationship with addicts and he was stealing from her and threatening her and being a real nuisance and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, have you not called, the police. And that's when she started crying. She said, I can't. I said, well, why not? She said, because I used to be a lesbian before I became a Christian and he's threatened to tell everybody. And she wasn't crying about her mother with dementia. She wasn't even crying about her brother acting this way, but the shame of her sin Mm -hmm. caused her to break down. Mm -hmm. And that's when I had the opportunity, the privilege to say, let me tell you about Jesus. I know you've trusted him as your savior, but I need you to understand something. He doesn't blackmail you. Mm-hmm. And your safety is paramount. Make the call. And and to her credit, she did. And it was a great story. And she's been a, just a, an amazing listener. I've, I've, she's called in several times. But I thought 
That's what the journey is for us. It's not how to deal with insurance companies. It's not how to deal with nursing homes. It's not how to deal with even doctors. That's a part of it. Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's about how to deal with what's in our hearts, the, the dumpster fire that we are filled with in our hearts because of this sin in this world. I've been studying theology for some time now, and, and here's what I've learned. Sin's a bigger problem than we think it is, and the cross is a bigger deal than we can ever imagine. Mm. That's what I've learned so far. I mean, you know, that's that's sin is a bigger problem than we think it is, and not just everybody else's sin, my sin. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love this hymn so much. When my sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, because as the writer said, my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more praise the Lord it is well it is well with my soul When we learn the, the real power of, of that message, mm-hmm. then we can all come together. It is well. It is well. This is the journey that we're invited to go on with Christ, to trust Him in the most horrific of circumstances. These are the people I am privileged to be able to talk to, Joseph. Mm -hmm. And in this audience, I know they're there. Mm -hmm. I know that there's some of them, when this program comes on, they have been up who knows how many hours. Mm -hmm. They're weary. They are are struggling. They're big tears. Mm Mm-hmm. And they think nobody sees this. And I would say to you, yes, yes, somebody does see it. The one who matters sees it. And he has not abandoned you in this. And so I would ask that even in this moment, when you are listening to this program, that you just take a deep breath, four seconds in, eight seconds out, and just slow your breathing. And listen to the words of the song, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. It is well with my soul, because once we understand that, once our hearts are settled, we realize who we are in Christ, then that's when you see all these things erupt from us that you can lift your hands in praise from a hospital gurney after becoming a double amputee. Mm -hmm. You can be in the middle of a Holocaust prison and say, thank you, Lord, for the fleas. You could have been beaten like Paul and Silas and sing hymns. Paul says, I can be content in all these things. The question is, Joseph, do we believe this or not? 
And this is this is the decision point we're at as believers. And once we once that happens, then our prayers change, our intercessory change, our, our everything about us changes. Even mm-hmm. the way we look at the things that we're having to deal with, if we have to do this for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. I'm 37 years into this. Gracie is 40 years into this. This is where we are. Will we trust him? Yes, we will. Why? Because of the cross. Mm-hmm. And that's it. If you if there's 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 nothing else but that. Mm-hmm. Paul said, I preach Christ and Christ crucified. We have no idea how massive that was for him to do that. And that's when our prayers change. That's when everything changes because mm-hmm. we're not looking at us, we're looking at him. Amen. Amen. The author and finisher of our faith. Peter, would you take time now, whatever's on your heart, to pray for caregivers, caregivers, but really all other listeners as well, because in one form or another, we, we really are called to do that in this world. But would you, whatever's on your heart, to pray for them, if, uh, and if you can maybe play a selection as you're praying, but would you pray for our listeners now? Father God, we thank you that in moments of distress and grief, Our soul has often found relief in that sweet hour of prayer. Father, I know there are a lot of folks listening right now who are in those moments of stress and grief. And I'd ask that your healing balm rest upon Comfort them, Father. Speak to their heart in a way that only you can to let them know they are not alone. Abide with me, Father. Fast falls the even tide. Lord, we know that you do abide with us. And you inhabit the praise of your people. Thank you for this opportunity we have on the air to just praise you. And call out your name. In an act of... Tremendous faith, Father. May listeners today hear this word and respond. Pick up the phone and call. Call the station. Call somebody. Help of the helpless, Lord. That's who you are. Abide. Abide with us all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Our phone guest today has been Peter Rosenberg. He's the host of Hope for the Caregiver that airs on Saturday mornings here on American Family Radio. And we want to invite every single listener to pray much for 
Peter and his wife, Gracie, and the ministry they have, Hope for the Caregiver. There's a lot more to what they do, but again, at least if you haven't listened, you really need to listen to the broadcast, and it'll bless, minister, encourage you, and equip you to be a better equipped disciple and follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, we invite you, please pray much for Peter Rosenberg and the ministry of Hope for the Caregiver. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today, and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, this day, today, is a great day to be saved, a good day to be saved. The single most important decision in all of life is that decision, the decision to invite Jesus Christ into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong. I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become the Lord and Savior of my life. In the Word of God, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to pray daily. Help me to live my life following you faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. If you just prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and to begin to put down roots deep. Hope that you will get in touch with us again. Joseph at AFR.net. We hope to hear from you. Uh, Peter, thank you so much again for being with us today. Uh, We appreciate you being with us. All right. Tell our listeners one more time if they'd like to get one of your books, how they can do that. Go to HopeForTheCaregiver.com. HopeForTheCaregiver.com. Everything's out there, and it'll direct you where you need to go. All right, and we're encouraging every single listener. Please do tune in on Saturday mornings here on American Family Radio for Peter Rosenberg and Hope for the Caregiver. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.